When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about how to be calm, because it's something I have to work at, right? I don't stress out a whole lot, but I'm fairly intense. I get the adrenaline going, I get excited, I get fired up, and sometimes that makes my mind misfire. It can send me off in pockets of stress or worry, rumination. It can uh, lead me to over-dramatize. I don't know. Those of you who know me, I'm sure there's no truth to that. But maybe a time or two I get a little over-dramatic. You know, and it happens around everything. When I sold my first book and when I wrote my first book, I was excited and fired up. When we discovered a mouse in the house, I was crazy intense about that and when he told me not to worry so much about money nope that did not calm me down yesterday my teenage daughter talked to me about the tattoos and piercings and hair color she was going to be implementing as soon as she got the money and the freedom to do so and I didn't exactly feel But I wasn't stressed either. It used to be the grades and friends and family worries and stresses about what might happen got in the way of me living the life I wanted to live. Um, I live with chronic condition rheumatoid arthritis and that creates a lot of pain and it's really easy to go down the rabbit hole of worry and think, oh, I'm never going to feel better again. And that is not helpful. But over the years, I have trained myself to calm down. I want clarity. So when I can dismiss that fight or flight stress response and regulate my breathing and settle myself, then I have greater clarity. I can make better decisions. I don't react or overreact, which often leads to more problems. When I overreact with my teenage daughter, you can imagine how well that goes over. Then she rises up and overreacts and we have a big mess. But when we can calm down, we can deliberately respond to situations in a way that'll help us cope with them better. Beyond that, we know the effects of stress are damaging. We need to be able to regulate and manage our stress response so we don't get sick, right? Sustained levels of stress 
lead to chronic conditions, cancer, heart disease, inflammatory and autoimmune diseases. Okay. And it can also leave us on high alert, playing defense all the time. So we never feel safe. So we feel reactive and moody. And that just wears us out. This kind of stress response over time uh, makes it hard on our relationships. We have a hard time connecting with people. And it beats down our longevity. New research out also shows that sustained levels of stress can age us faster and cause more damage at a cellular level. But listen, life is stressful, right? Things are going to come up and down and we're not always going to be our best self. I'm not always my best self. So what I'm really looking for in my life is an awareness when I'm moving into that stress response so I can step in and take charge of my thoughts and my body to settle my nervous system down. If the threat is physical and immediate, like a guy breaking into your house, we want to have that stress response, right? It keeps us safe. But most of the things that put us on high alert these days involve how many notifications we're getting on our Facebook or how much money our partner spent without telling us. They're generally not threats to our physical health and well-being. So it's getting through these ups and downs of daily lives, these daily threats, they don't require us to be on high alert. In fact, when we can calm down, we can deal with them better. We can actually solve the problems that threaten to stress us out. Our bodies do not have the resources they need to repair and recover and find creative solutions to the types of challenges we mostly face when we are in a stressed out mode. Okay, We need to calm down to connect with others, to create and imagine and learn and sleep better. And those things are essential to our well-being and health. And the good news is we can learn how to do them. I'm still working on most of them, but I've gotten a whole lot better because the reality is I function better. I create fewer problems for myself and I just feel so much better. So calm down, like my daughter said the other day, which did not help me calm down. The way to calm me down is not to tell me to calm down, right? (laughs) That bugs me, do not do that. But there are a number of strategies that I use that helped me. And I'm going to share them with you today because they might help you move through some of the bumps along the day and feel better too. Let's start with deep breathing. My daughter was having a test the other day and she was freaking out. She she doesn't like tests. She gets really anxious about them. And I can relate to that. I used to have that same challenge when I was in school. And I had her get still and do some deep breathing all the way from your belly, the deep part of your belly, up through your diaphragm, fill up your lungs completely. Deep breathing triggers a parasympathetic nervous system. It's a fancy term for the thing that helps us calm. When we trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, it counteracts the stress response that keeps us on high alert. So deep breathing exercises, belly breath, can help us immediately in the moment. And it's something we can do quietly anywhere. I've done this in meetings, on Zoom calls, in doctor's offices. Take a deep breath. In through your nose. Do whatever's comfortable. Some people say inhale, you know, for a count of eight. Exhale through your mouth for a count of seven or five or whatever it is for you. Find your stride. But just make sure 
You're breathing deeply through your diaphragm, filling your lungs, and then exhaling. <sighs> I like to say that little sound. I like to feel that rush of air. So my lungs are empty. Do this three to five times. Take a few minutes, nice and slow, to do the counts. And your physiology, your body will step in and change the stress response so you gain clarity and peace, so you can work yourself through the challenges. This is uh, another tip that I talk about in my book, You Recharge, and it's one my mom used to always say. Um, so see, I guess I did listen to some of what she says, right? She used to say, don't make mountains out of molehills. I think perspective is essential. Most things are not worrying about. In fact, research says that 85% of the things we worry most about never even happen. Think about it. My worries, my stress tends to uh, manifest around things that haven't happened yet. And I think, well, what if this doesn't work out? Or what if there's traffic and I'm late to the meeting? Or what if my daughter doesn't do well in school? Or what if my body isn't well? Whatever it is. Things that never even come up, right? So don't make mountains out of molehills. There's going to be little bumps, little molehills along the way. Notice them. Evaluate what's bugging you about them and decide if they're going to become a mountain. Will they be a problem in five years? Will they be a problem in 50 years? Will they be a problem in five minutes or even 50 seconds? Because most of them are not. When I do this exercise, when I see a molehill that I'm on the edge of turning into a mountain, I step back on my best days when I have this kind of awareness and think, all right, this is bugging me now. So this is a, a five second or 50 second annoyance, right? Is it going to matter to me in five minutes? Is it going to matter to me in five days? And I'll be honest, I almost never get to the five days where it's going to be annoyance. Almost never, let alone five years. Usually, I'm still a little annoyed or thinking about it in five minutes, but by then... I'm on the way to managing it, either solving the problem, getting what I need to fix it, or letting it go. Don't make mountains out of molehills. It's the stories we tell that contribute to our stress. And most of the things we're telling ourselves don't even happen. They're not even worth worrying about. When you can keep that level of perspective, you can keep yourself feeling more calm and more at ease. So you can put your energy toward the things that matter most. Here's another thing I'm aware of. Stop ruminating. Stop blaming. Be a creator, not a complainer. You know, there are things that get under my skin, hurt my feelings, frustrate me about work or family or whatever it is. And there are things I need to vent. I'll talk to a friend or vent to my husband, whatever, right in my morning pages but I'll give myself a time limit. So often if it's something really big, I'll say, okay, I'm going to give myself an hour. I'm going to go out for a walk or I'm going to hop in the shower, hop on the exercise bike, whatever it is, I'm going to do something and just really whine about it for an hour. But usually I allow 10 minutes because by then I'm bored with myself. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in this place of complaint. I want to be creating the solutions to those problems. I want to be a creator making new stuff, bringing better energy because I get bored 
complaining about the things that aren't working. I want to be in a state of making things work and creating new experiences and understanding myself in a new way and generating awareness and elevating my energy and the energy around me, right? So if you got something that's stressing you out, keeping you from this, this calmer, more aware, more present place, then you may need to vent about it. Do it on paper or talk to a trusted friend, but give yourself a limit, a time limit. You can even start with 10 minutes and say, okay, if I'm not done then, I'll come back to it tomorrow. I bet you you're able to let it go. Keep it to 10 or keep it to an hour, whatever you feel like you need, but focus on being a creator in your life instead of complaining about the life you have. Okay. I get tired of whining and complaining. Uh, and I want to start working toward something that feels better. All right, this next tip, um, I'm probably best at this one. This is probably what I'm an expert in. Uh, don't tell my mom because she will not like this, but cuss. <laughs> Research shows that when we swear, we reduce our pain response, number one. It eases our pain crazy but it's true it's it's like get that outburst of a swear word makes us feel more in charge and allows us to place the pain somewhere push the worry out somewhere and then be done with it right cussing can ease pain and stress it certainly works for me on the golf course where there is a whole lot of pain and stress <laughs> it's also fun but i'm telling you what that is not the easiest game for me so I think a well-placed swear word can be a good way to calm ourselves down in the uh, fight or flight moment to ease our stress a little bit. Of course, don't swear at other people. That just is rude, right? But a swear word once in a while does help me feel better. And there's plenty of research, which I know my friends will be happy to hear, that say people who swear more often tend to be smarter. So I'm relying on that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it, right? Also, when you're feeling uh, stressed out or on the verge of, of moving into fight or flight, the great teacher Byron Katie encourages us to ask this question. She calls it the work and she has a series of questions, but this is the big one. She says, when you are feeling that way, question yourself, is it true? Is whatever the problem is true? Is it true I'm a bad mother? Is it true all I'm a terrible writer? Is it true everybody hates me? Is it true I'm is it true I make mistakes all the time? You know, those are some of the self-doubts that go through my head and, and can contribute to my stress. And no, those things aren't true. I mean, sure, I have ups and downs. I'm not a great person all the time. I make big mistakes. But it's not true that I'm a terrible person. Sometimes I have difficult behavior, right? So that goes back to the mountain molehill thing. Scrutinize your thoughts. Scrutinize the ideas that are stressing us out because stress is usually a result of the story we're telling. If we're telling a story about how we'll never succeed at work or we'll never make money or we can't graduate from school or nobody loves us, scrutinize those thoughts in your story. It's not true right? So question that. Is it true? Can you know for sure? I can never know for sure, right? And then get on creating a new story that feels better, okay? 
See what is. It's okay to notice the reality. It's okay to see the upset, to feel bad, and then acknowledge that you can deal with it. But don't feed it with lies and overgeneralizations. This isn't about suppressing our difficult feelings. It's about becoming aware of them so we can use them to promote calm, more stress-free living, or a more positive form of stress so it doesn't make us sick. Okay. And here, uh, you've heard me talk about this before. Here's another tip. I use this every day. I'm fanatical about it. And that it's quiet time. This is a biggie for me. I am an introvert. But even if it's not, I need quiet, peaceful times throughout my day. This can be one minute, two minutes of a pause. It can be an hour in the morning that I get up before anyone else to have this time where I can just sit quietly. It's like a grown-up timeout. Now, sometimes I meditate. Um, sometimes I have a glass of wine. Sometimes I write my morning pages. Sometimes I sit out on the deck in the sun. It depends on the day and what's going on in my life, but quiet time is a biggie. This is alone time. This is turn off the phone time. This is be quiet with myself and notice my thoughts going through. This can be a meditation where I become mindful of my breath and the thoughts going through my brain. Other times, it's just really enjoying the present moment wherever I'm situated. I need that break from the noise of the day. I need that break from all the decisions that we have to make in the day and all the places uh, and people and things we're thinking about and responsible for. And quiet time is part of it. So I get as much as I can. I definitely take this time over the weekend and I will find pockets during the day, a minute here, a minute there. We'll just go sit on the edge of my bed or go out, uh, go out of my office for a minute and just take a deep breath on the deck and move on. Okay. We have got to calm down. There are big issues in the world and big issues in our lives. And we want to have the clarity we need so we can calmly respond so we can create something from those moments. So simply said today, pick a go-to calming strategy. In my book, there are others uh, that you can read and, and practice and see what works for you. I go into more detail and you recharged. And I also talk about preparing your bounce back emergency kit because when we have a setback, we need some go-to practices that will help us through those darker moments. Like we have an emergency kit with water and canned food and, and, Side note, don't come to my house because all we have are black beans and a ton of water. So, you know, if you're in the need for black beans in times of a, an emergency, we got that, but nothing more. So you probably eat well. Oh, we have some fishy crackers in there too, I think. But your go-to calming strategy can be part of this bounce back kit. When you're in trouble, when you are stressed out, pick a practice that you can do easily in the moment just to disengage from those big feelings and to calm your body down to suppress that fight or flight mode so you can make more deliberate choices to manage the stress of the day. For example, um, my daughter was ill a couple of months ago and we took a trip to the emergency room and everything's fine. Thank you. She's, she's good. I'm very grateful. Uh, and it turned out not to be a major deal. However, you're driving with this kid to the emergency room and that is a pretty stressful circumstance for a parent or for anyone. 
right? And I knew that when I got there, I needed to be on. Number one, I needed to help her stay calm. She was scared too. And number two, I needed to be able to think. I needed to ask questions of the doctors. I needed to be an advocate for her, make sure we were getting the tests and the care we needed without a long wait, all those things. Had I stressed out at that point, it would have been fairly ineffective. So I used many of these things. First of all, I took deep breaths instantly while I was driving to the emergency room because we had to leave right away, right? And then I went through the questions, scrutinizing my thoughts. Is it true? Do I know that this is a terrible situation? No. It was uncomfortable. It was not fun. But I had no evidence to indicate that it was going to be a big deal. And I didn't know if it was going to be a problem in five minutes or five days or five years. So I didn't go there. I just went with what was and it helped me to calm down and be responsive and supportive of my daughter and loving toward her to support her during that scary time, but also to be right on the money with the doctors asking the questions that I needed to help her and to move this thing along. Okay. Now, later, when I went to bed that night, I started thinking a little bit about the what ifs, what could have happened. Fortunately, they didn't. And I started to get uptight again. So I let myself do that for a few minutes. And then I replaced that worry with gratitude. But in the moment, I didn't want to go into my fight or flight response because I needed to be more responsive and alert than that. Okay, so simply said, pick a go-to calming strategy. Use one of these, cuss, or question your thoughts, challenge to see what is true, or do deep belly breathing, deep breathing, right? Or shift perspective. Don't make mountains out of molehills, right? Shift perspective. Pick something that works for you, use them all, find what works and use it over and over. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment of the show. Here's another practice I'm going to recommend today because I like the easy stuff, right? I've got to keep my life simple and things that I can use in the moment to help me. And this is one today. This is a practice by Linda Esposito, licensed clinical social worker. She says, drink water, move your body. Dehydration makes it hard to get rid of the toxins that contribute to the damage of stress in our bodies and brains. When we're stressed out, our body shoots full of cortisol and other hormones that put us in that fight or flight response that sometimes is necessary, especially in our ancient times, but we rarely need to have sustained levels of cortisol in our body now. In fact, when we do, they can cause damage. There's a lot of evidence that says Drinking water, enough water, moves those toxins throughout the body so the body can release it, helping to ease inflammation and other things that uh, contribute to stress damage. Dehydration makes this hard to do. So simply nifty, simple practice. It's going to do wonders for you in all aspects of your life, but get plenty of water each day. Okay? So listen, lots of big stuff going on in our world, and we can handle it. There's no doubt about that. But these are some of the things that I do in the moment when I feel my energy shift to a place of stress that makes it hard for me to think and process and do what I need to do to get through the moment. So try, see what works for you. Let me know. You can reach out to me at polycampbell.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, you know where to find me, right? Don't We know each other by now. And you can get my new book, You Recharged, How to Beat Fatigue Mostly, amp up your energy, 
usually and enjoy life always at your favorite bookstore. So go pick it up. It's selling well. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you for making this part of your routine. Pick up you recharge wherever books are sold. Now, let's get going, right? Take a deep breath. Practice learning how to calm yourself and you will feel better. Your body won't be so tight and stressed. And you'll access more of the resources that we need to move through the difficulty. We don't have to live an anxious, stressed life, even when there are big stresses. When we learn how to calm, we will feel more relaxed, healthier, happier, more secure in our lives. And that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. <laughs>